0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready opening up some conversations, and I'm titling them It Is Well With My Soul. We need to let Holy Spirit shoot the iron into our souls from the Spirit so that we begin to operate as well-ordered people. We need to understand that the soul was never meant to be in charge. And the only way that it will be well with your soul is when you bring it under the absolute authority of the Spirit. Take a listen to this series of conversations and I hope that it encourages you to go deeper with Him and possibly more with me. All right, here we are together again. Now I am in my flat in Poland as I am recording this, and uh, there is a lot of construction going on outside, so you might hear uh, some extra noises, but uh, try to uh, just, you know, block those out. And then for those of you that listened to the first part of It Is Well With My Soul, I know that you experienced uh, some static that we don't know where that came from on the recording. We couldn't edit it out, but we needed to drop the episode anyway, so we really appreciate your patience. So on with uh, this next part of our conversation on It Is Well With My Soul. I have so many thoughts that I could share, uh, things that I could tell you um, about the ongoing, ever-necessary, strong and good labor of bringing the soul and the body under submission to the Spirit. Oh, your soul is not meant to be out from under the spirit. It takes a beating when it is in charge, or when it is left to just run wild, or whatever goes on inside of it. Uh, you know, is unchecked. There's a there's a statement in my book that I make that those things that are unseen uh, are unchecked. It means that we are unaware of what is going on, oftentimes inside of us. And therefore, we do not um, bring those things under submission. But when God begins to expose, if I may respectfully say, the craziness within the soul, the up and down, the fickleness of it, the erratic nature of it at times, the um, euphoria of it, when it's really good, it's good, and when it's really bad, it's bad. And depending on life experiences that you've lived through in the past, maybe you are going through now. Um, you know, your soul and body, you know, don't know that things that you're allowing to rip through you and thoughts, fears—they don't know that it's not actually happening. So, what can be occurring is that you are uh, when the soul is not properly uh nurtured, disciplined, and cared for under the control of Holy Spirit then the the body doesn't know that all these thoughts that the soul is having the body doesn't know that it's not really happening. So therefore, we're buying trouble, meaning all the stress of the events that I'm letting run through my head, run through my mind. My body thinks we're actually living through it. So therefore, the body is experiencing the stress of what's ever going on inside our soul. So I may allow, or you may allow, thoughts to run into the future, and what if this happens, and I'm afraid this is going to happen, and when I'm traveling, what if this happens, and that happens, and you can feel it starting to ratchet up inside your body, Uh, you know, that your body begins to feel the effects of those thoughts Uh, because the body doesn't know that you're not actually living in whatever horrific um, or just simply anxiety-filled thoughts that you're having. And it is one of the greatest delights of life when you realize you can make decisions uh, apart from your emotions, um, that you can uh, begin to speak truth into your soul as Holy Spirit speaks truth to you You can speak truth to your soul, and your soul can begin to come under the shade of the Almighty and get some respite. Now, think about how much time in your life you've allowed the soul to run you. You have given up and forfeited, like I have, days of your life to things that never actually happened but you lived in the fear of them. And then there were things that did happen. And we think about how much time we've given to lies, to you know our own independent control of our world. And then sometimes we unrealistically want everything to be done and renewed and fixed and restored in such a short period of time. Now, a decision can be made in a short period of time, but the continuous living out of that decision, say your decision is, is that it's going to be well with my soul, and the only way for that to be is to bring it under submission to uh, the Spirit. So that begins in a slow, sure way, and it has to be done consistently, habitually, not perfectly, but habitually, So we've got to be realistic. If it's going to be well with our soul, it must be realistic as we enter into this that this is going to be uh, the fight of your inner life. Hmm? This is the fight of your inner life because ours is a fight of faith. I'm not in a fight with the devil every day. I'm not in a fight with other people I am in the fight of faith of who will I trust? Who am I putting my faith in? And in every moment, you have the opportunity to say, Father, I trust you. In the midst of the swirl that is going on inside of me, I trust you. You can say that with a smile on your face or with tears streaming down your face. Because the soul is not our enemy. It is our servant. I do not hate my soul, but I will not allow my old master of sin and self and flesh to rip and roar through my soul and do whatever it wants. Because that's not me. I am not flesh, self, sin. I am spirit, I am one with my Father, and what He says is true. And I must consistently, habitually, out of deep revelation, out of deep brokenness, we're not talking about some just wrote, I'm going to memorize scripture, and I'm going to say scripture all day. No, I'm in a living relationship with my Father. And what He speaks to me what he says to me in his word and in his living voice within me, I am going to incline my ear to him. I must, or I will be crazy. I don't know about you, but see, there, there's no gray left for me anymore, and I'm going to submit to those of you out there that are maturing and growing and developing this is why it can get very black and white, is because you're like, I am, if I do not stay abiding in Him, the only thing left is all this craziness. That is correct. So too many people are trying to live a life of gray. You see, this life of balance, a balance of what? Flesh and spirit, law and grace, you know, a little bit of God, a little bit of me. Okay, that, that doesn't exist. For those who are born again, that is the most miserable of, of states to live in. I don't have a gray. I'm in with him. And he is instructing me. I don't have some religious code that I'm simply trying to live by. I'm in a living, abiding uh, fellowship with my Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And they are tending to me feeding me food within, speaking things to me that blow my mind. The simple things of allowing them to love me each and every day, each and every moment. The simplicity and yet the profound, profound truth that I stay with Him no matter what. You see, the enemy will throw things at you um but the majority of what goes on, you know, is, is stirring stuff within us. That's why we need to take authority over ourselves. I don't need to just always be trying to take authority over the devil. The devil can't do anything that my independence doesn't allow. I mean he can try a lot of things, but he he's not sovereign, my friends. He's okay he's the devil i do have a lot of respect for him he's eaten my lunch enough times but he always gained access through my own independence from god when i thought i had it and i could handle it and i should do this and should do that and you know but but when you realize that everything he throws at you everything he throws at you is simply to distract you from staying and remaining with the father so it was with jesus so it is with us and if every movement within your soul gets your attention shuts you down freaks you out pumps you up okay and so you get off the path you take the exit ramps you know and then you're like oh my i need to get back on the path yes you do and by path i'm talking about your abiding life where where god leads you Through the valley of the shadow of death, God has set a table for you in the presence of your enemies. It is a remaining, staying, abiding way of life that brings the soul under the shade of the Spirit, and the soul will begin slowly but surely to be restored to its original purpose of serving you and the purposes of God as you submit to Holy Spirit. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at McCrady. So see, these are free decisions of free people that we get to make. And when you stay, remain, continue on, no matter what gets thrown at you. This isn't about being stoic. This isn't about ignoring feelings as though they're some, you know, horrible, wicked thing. No, those emotions, the the capacity of emotions within you was always meant to be so that I could, you could literally allow the life of Christ within you in spirit, that is your real life, you're in real agreement with the Father, to begin to be reflected and revealed and expressed through the soul. You have emotions so that the oneness of thought and decisions and emotions could flow through you from the Father. Do you see what I'm saying? I want you to think about this. Because you've got to ask yourself some days, why do I even have these emotions? Where are they supposed to be? Well, number one, they they don't even have the capacity to think. Emotions simply follow your thoughts. And if you want to see restoring come to your emotions, then you need to let God speak to you his thoughts through the mind of Christ, which is in the spirit. And then you speak that to the soul. Soul, here is how we're going to think. This is how we think. You begin to adapt. And you must download that thinking in there. And eventually, the emotions begin, oh, it's like, oh, they're so relieved. They begin to line up with truth. And you and the Father move as one, just like Jesus did. The full expression, you become an integrated person, not a shattered, scattered person. A stable, steadfast person in the Lord it's the real you. You're not being stoic. You're not trying to shut down emotions. You're just not allowing them to rule you. There was a statement I made in part one uh, of this set of conversations where I said you would never call Jesus just an emotional person, but he certainly had emotions, and they reflected the heart of God because Jesus was one with the Father, and he was glad about it. It's time for us to be glad about our oneness with the Father rather than seeing that as some suppression of our real self. No, our real self is the new man created by the Father through the finished work of Jesus, empowered and animated by Holy Spirit. That's the real you. If you think the real you is all this other stuff, and you've got to suppress that and repress that, and then, of course, be depressed, okay, and feel that you can't express, okay, Do you understand then that that oneness with the Father seems to be this suffocating thing, which was the lie that came to Eve and Adam in the garden. If you go with God, you know, it's just going to be death, you know, which is like, really? I I thought his name was life. (laughs) His name is life. And life comes to you when you are in oneness with him. You are not having to suppress or repress your soul if you begin to walk in deep abiding oneness with the Father. But He must be the one to do this. You cannot do this just by reading a myriad of books on the soul and this and that, and I'm seeking this rest. Then come to Him. Come to Him. Cease from your labor. Cease from all of the heavy, burdensome um, tasks of trying to create your own life. Come to Him. Take on His yoke. Read of it in Song of Solomon 2.6. I am purposely repeating myself today. And I will say this day, no matter what is going on outside of me, I will say it is well with my soul, because my soul is under the shade of the Almighty. I, the new man in spirit, bring my soul under, and I say, soul, you're not freaking out today. As you grieve, say you're in days of grieving, then I thank you, Father, for the expression of grief, because then I will also have the full, fresh supply of comfort from you. I don't have to fear grief. It it may be uncomfortable, but in the waves of grief, come even stronger waves of his presence as I lean into him. So whatever my need is, I can express that, but I express it to him first and foremost, that he might meet my need. Some of you may know this and some of you may not, but my mom just went home to be with Jesus while I'm here in Poland. I got to see her, love on her, talk with her right before I left, knowing that this might happen. And I want to give open and full testimony of the goodness of God. He took very good care of my mother in life and in death. And he is tending to me now in life and in the grieving of her death. He is tending to me. I don't have to be stoic. I don't have to act like it doesn't matter. I also don't have to freak out, flip out, shut down. I am putting one foot in front of the other with the full, fresh supply of Him inside of me. And I give honor to God and to my mom and her life right here. And I say, it is well with my soul. God is tending to me, tending to my family. He gave me many, many, many years of a very strong, redemptive relationship with my mom. And for this, I am so blessed You talk about a treasure to have the redemptive work of God in relationships where they are honest and real, straightforward, and not totally dependent upon the other person, but more and more dependent upon what God does in you as to how you are able to relate to people in a way that is strong and loving and healthy. And yes, with boundaries and all of these things, But I want to give honor today to the Lord and to my mom and to say how glad I am that she is with him, that she is whole and free. This is our reality, my friends. Tell your soul about the reality today. The reality that we believe is that when we are separated from the body, (laughs) then we are present with the Lord and the Lord is taking very good care of my mother and me. And I am going to let him tend to me with every passing moment. He is going to feed me, and my soul is going to be the beneficiary of the very fresh uh, presence of the Lord. It's not a problem to cry or to grieve, but is the Lord feeding you in the midst of that? Let Let him be to you who He is fully. Whatever circumstance you're in today, you may be in the most successful day of your life. You may be having days of great peace, but you also might be in days of great chaos, great difficulty, great confusion. Bring your soul under the shade of the Almighty by a simple, simple statement. Is soul come under the Spirit. And then you can say to Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we are here, tend to us. You see, there is a living way between you and him. You're not just a well-behaved Christian trying to figure out what to do. You must first be with him. He will take the responsibility to make it all happen as you choose to bring yourself under him. This is a part of what it means to live in deep abiding oneness. So I want to close with this scripture out of 2 Corinthians 12, out of the Amplified Classic. Verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is enough for you. It is sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect and show themselves most effective in your weakness. So let me just add there. Don't, don't be ashamed of your weakness, my friends. You you don't have to be condemned of your weakness. It's in our weakness. He becomes a strength to you. You will then become strong. Therefore, it goes on, I will all the more gladly. You see, I love this, is that God speaks to Paul. This is what he said to Paul. And then many times you'll hear Paul in the scriptures say, what shall we say to this? I love it because he's saying, how will we respond to what God says to us? And this is how Paul responds in that scripture. He says, therefore, because God has spoken this to me, therefore I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ may rest, yes may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. My friends, this is Tent Talk, and we are living under the big tent of God's presence, and I want to encourage you to do that today and let him tend to you and take care of you and speak to you and then respond to him, and it will be well with your soul as the minutes, the days, the hours continue to progress. It's really true, my friends. If you sow to the Spirit, you will eventually reap from the Spirit. If you sow to the flesh, yes, you reap from the flesh. But let's turn and focus is that I'm going to sow to the Spirit daily, moment by moment. I'm not looking for some quick fix, make me feel better in the moment. But God, I bring myself to you out of my full freedom. I give myself to you, and I bring my whole being to you, and I know you will put me in right order, and it will be well with my soul. So I'm glad that we had these minutes together today here on Tent Talk, and I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being in this with me and allowing me to be in it with you. I would love to hear back from you, you can email me at Nancy at nancymccrady.com. I would love to hear what you're hearing in the midst of this or questions that you may have. And then as I'm able, nobody else responds to my email but me, I would, uh, as I'm able, I will I will respond. So I hope to hear from you. All right? Love you all. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCrady for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccrady.com.